Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Mind Love, episode 108. Today's episode is all about how to hypnotize yourself to become the person you've always wanted to be. I need to get people to think in the right ways in order to get the kind of change that they're looking for. So the three real things you need to hypnotize anyone is three simple things. Attention, meaning I need you to pay attention to me in a specific way. And there's lots and lots of ways to do that. Then I need to bypass your critical factor, meaning the part of your mind that lets in information or blocks it. And the third step, it's to stimulate the unconscious mind to do something for us. And you can utilize a hypnotist or you can do it for yourself. One of the best ways to do something like that is to imagine yourself as the kind of person who doesn't have that problem anymore. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. Real quick, don't forget to subscribe. Seriously, hit that little subscribe button right now. More subscribers means even better guests, which means more value for you. Plus, it helps grow the show. So please subscribe and help more people get a little dose of mind love each day. Hello, friends and wild minds. Have you ever been on a really long drive listening to your favorite podcast, Mind Love, and you totally space out and miss your exit? And you think to yourself, I drive this every day. How did I totally just miss that? Well, in that moment, you were in a version of a hypnotic trance. Hypnosis is really just a relaxed state of focus. It's a natural state. We actually go through hypnotic processes all the time and we don't even know it. Minimum twice a day when we're falling asleep and when we wake up. These are altered states of consciousness and you can reach them at different levels. Well, when you're in this relaxed state of mind, a lot of your conscious processes move out of the way, which is why it's such a powerful state for change, because you're able to dig into your subconscious processes, which is what really drives our behavior. Hypnosis can be really powerful, but what I find even more exciting is that we can actually hypnotize ourselves. That's right, we can use these messages to take ourselves through a hypnotic process to become the people that we really want to be. So maybe you need to release a bad habit, like biting your nails or smoking. Or maybe you need to release limiting beliefs, like your mindsets around money or unhealthy relationship patterns. Or maybe you need to stop procrastinating and finally write that damn book or start your own business. Or maybe you just need to get the balls to do something ballsy. Wait, is, is that not PC anymore? Can I not say balls? Balls. Sorry, I just had to do it once more in an act of rebellion for old time's sake. And you know what? You can even use hypnosis to get a handle on your distraction so you don't keep repeating balls on your podcast. Your options are endless. 
So today we're talking to Joe Homs, the owner and director of Orange County Hypnosis. Joe has been a hypnotist for over a decade. He's worked with thousands of clients, including CEOs, medical professionals, architects, and even Olympic athletes, to basically help them get out of their own way and become the best versions of themselves. So three key things we will learn are what types of things hypnosis can and cannot fix, how to hypnotize yourself to become the type of person you've always wanted to be, and simple fixes to your environment to support whatever change you're trying to achieve. And make sure to stay till the end because I will be sharing an extra trick that I've been using that has been so helpful to creating lasting behavior change. Before we dive in, have you signed up for the Morning Mind Love yet? Sometimes we all need a little boost to start each day with a positive mindset. The Morning Mind Love does just that. It delivers short, daily, inspirational messages for free. People message me every single day saying that the message that came through is exactly what they needed to hear. Like Carrie, who said, your morning mind loves are the foundation of my day, and I look forward to them every morning I arrive to work. You've become a part of my daily ritual, and I couldn't be more thankful. And then there's Casey, who recently replied to one saying, this made me cry. I can't even tell you how much these daily emails mean to me. Just visit mindlove.com and sign up right there on the homepage. You'll get some great free gifts when you do, like a free 30-minute binaural affirmation meditation and a free workbook to help you gain clarity and live with intention. And it's all completely free. Go to mindlove.com to sign up. Or if you're out and about, just text the word MORNING to 33777. That's MORNING to 33777. And now let's welcome Joe Homs to the show. Thank you. I am curious why you initially became interested in hypnotism. That is a great question. I initially became interested in hypnotism about a dozen years ago or so. I was a management consultant for a small company that's now grown very large. And I was working with a very large client that is a huge retailer in the U.S. And a colleague of mine and I were working on a project there together to help them basically have like a better team dynamic and stuff like that. We were working on their website. At the time, they were doing a billion dollars in revenue, doing really well for themselves, and they just were having some trouble with getting new features out and things like that, and their website would often crash and go down. So our company was hired to help them. And for those that don't know, like normally that's like a, a really kind of long-term engagement and can take a while for a team to trust you and like you and, and begin to sort of take your advice. And on average, what I had seen is it, it takes six weeks to six months to kind of build that kind of level of relationship. And within about six days, my colleague had built that relationship and they were firing on all cylinders and everything else. And I remember asking him, this guy, his name is Julius. He's kind of an off the charts sort of genius sort of individual. And he knows everything about everything. And I went, I'm new to this. Something must be up. What's happening here? And he goes, oh, let's, let's go to lunch and I'll explain this to you. And he explained to me that he was using hypnosis with these people and that's why we were getting such amazing results. So I asked him to kind of show me more and he showed me a few things. And he said something that, that still stuck with me and really kind of changed my life. He said it's the most useful skill that he has. And coming from this particular guy, he can architect a machine learning system in a weekend. He was once doing cult deprogramming and all kinds of interesting and wonderful stuff. I respected him a whole lot. I still do. And he told me it was the most useful thing that he ever kind of had as a skill set. So I was hooked. I learned and have never looked back. It will still be a lifelong journey for me. 
So you can then hypnotize people without them even knowing it. Are there ethics around that? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So what I like to tell people is that hypnosis is sort of an amplifier of your experience. So if you have sort of negative intentions with people, then you know those kind of people where you kind of get just like a weird vibe about them. You're not sure why. Yeah. If they were using hypnosis or adding hypnosis into those sort of interactions with you, you'd be sort of repulsed by that person. You'd be like, oh, no, I can tell that person is just someone I really want to stay away from. And the opposite is true as well. There's been people, I'm sure in your life, that you've connected with and you're like, wow, I've been waiting for you my whole life. I can't believe that it's taken us this long to connect, right? Mm -hmm. By the same token, if they're using hypnosis, if they're using these kinds of tools, you'll like them even more. And Hypnosis is also something where it's not magic. It's not some mystical kind of thing. It's basically taking what you already know and the stuff that is sort of inconsistent in your life that you wish you could have regularly and making it something that's very consistent so that you can have kind of what you want on a much more regular basis. So it's it's not mind control. It's not something where the ethics of it are certainly up for debate, of course, but you're not controlling anybody. You're just kind of magnifying who you are. And if a person responds, they respond. And it just gives you kind of a greater sense of control and capability around something. You're kind of stacking the deck in your favor, but it by no means is sort of taking over control from someone else. You're allowing them, usually, if you're doing it right, you're allowing them more choice and more rapport with you so that your relationship can perform the best possible way. Someone once explained it to me that In hypnosis, you can amplify what people already want, but you can't make them do something that they really don't want to do. Would you say that that's true? Absolutely. So if I asked you to sort of jump off a cliff right now, Mm -hmm. right, you're probably going to say no. But if you're the kind of person who really likes space jumping, right, where these people willingly jump off a cliff with a parachute on their back, and you had that kind of setup and you were that kind of person. And I told you, go ahead, jump off the cliff. They'd be like, yes, let's go. And you know, you'd go and do it. So the context of what you're doing matters. So I can't get you to do something that you really don't want to do. But in the area of work and, and kind of things that I do anyway, most people are coming to me for therapy or to kind of fix a problem for them or to improve something that they're perhaps good at, but they'd like to be great at. So I already have kind of essentially a willing participant and I never ask anybody to do anything illegal or dangerous for them or whatever else. It's just that your mind has what's called a critical factor. It's the thing that keeps you protected is the thing that keeps you from like getting scammed over the phone. Like someone's like, Hey, I got a hot stock recommendation, right? It's that thing that keeps you from the guy with panel van. That's like, Hey, I got some free candy. You're like, "Mm, I'm not going to go in your van with you. It's that part of your mind that keeps you safe. And actually, little kids don't have that. So they'll believe anything that you kind of say and everything else. So that's why you have to keep kind of a close watch on them. But as they get older, especially as we turn into adults, we have this sort of thing that blocks information from coming in that doesn't fit with our worldview. And hypnosis isn't something that can take that away. It's something that, again, if someone's coming to me for a reason, they want that thing. And so I'm here to help and give them that kind of in a way that they want. So I can expand your choices and I can expand your possibilities. And you might be afraid to to go skydiving, but if you want to go skydiving and I help you do that, then you won't be afraid anymore. But that's because you wanted to do that. Versus if I said, you know, hey, we have to go skydiving and you're like, no, I'll never do that. Right. Then you can still kind of block me from essentially making that suggestion to you. So 
no, you can't get anyone to do anything that they wouldn't essentially normally want to do that's unethical, illegal, or dangerous for themselves, but you can get them to expand their thinking, their possibilities, their results in life by helping them get what they want essentially with them. Well, first of all, I have to say that if it was vegan chocolate in that van, there's a 50% chance that I'm getting in, regardless of how predatory the man that's holding it is. All right. Well, good to know, right? (laughs) For you kidnappers out there, prime subject right here. Vegan chocolate. All right. (laughs) So I'm curious, what is actually going on with hypnosis then? We've all seen, I think most of our first introductions to hypnosis was like Mm -hmm. somebody doing a chicken dance on stage or whatever. Mm -hmm. And from what I've learned now, it's a totally different thing than what my childhood self thought of it. So what is happening under that surface? Absolutely. So I will say that the clucking like a chicken stuff on stage is very real. And those people are being hypnotized and many people react differently to those kinds of things. But I've done some stage hypnosis kind of shows and stuff myself as well, both being the sort of subject of hypnosis, but also being the hypnotist too. And it's a fun experience. A lot of people experience it differently. Some people will say like, oh, you know, I knew it was happening, but I just sort of felt like it just seemed like a fun thing to do where there will be other people. And there's a great show called Hypnotize Me on television right now that you'll see these people are very, very suggestible and they won't remember half of the stuff they do. You could show them a video and they'd, they'd be very surprised that they acted that way. Other family members might be the, you know, kind of saying like, oh, they would never do that, but they're doing it on stage. So I wanted to just tell everybody that stuff is very real. And the way I look at hypnosis is this. In our sort of westernized kind of society, we talk about like the left brain and the right brain kind of activities and stuff that we do. Your left brain, I look at it as more like your conscious mind. It's a very important and powerful piece of our mind that we have, but it's limited in certain circumstances. So it can help you plan a route to work, but it can't get you to reason why you're actually going to work. And that's kind of your more unconscious or sort of right brain activity. And so what hypnosis does is it, it gets the rest of your mind, which is actually the most powerful part of your mind, the unconscious, to change, to help you to get what you want. So a lot of the times people are using kind of You may have heard of like the, you only use sort of 10% of your brain. That's kind of untrue, but you're using all of your brain. Your conscious mind can only handle a small bit of input at any given time that you can kind of focus on, whereas your unconscious mind is handling literally billions of bits of information a second. It's handling all of your senses, all the electrical impulses from your eyes, your ears, your skin, everything else. It's taking care of your breathing, your heartbeat, your digestion, everything that goes on outside of your own kind of conscious awareness is being handled by your unconscious. And so hypnosis uses that part of your mind, that part of you to help you kind of get more stuff. So it feels expansive, but it's kind of like if you're only swimming with one arm and suddenly you add two, it seems like, wow, I have all this capacity. So I would say most people just aren't using all of what they're capable of. And hypnosis helps you do that. We're all here just trying to live our best lives, right? And while you're here listening to a podcast, you might feel like you're on the right track, but then you visit family or you have a work deadline or something unexpected comes up and you're all stressed out and it feels like all the work is out the window. 
That's why it's so important to consciously curate what you can control, like who you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you listen to. So I'm going to add another podcast to your toolbox, The Dr. John Deloney Show. He has a PhD in counseling and has been sitting with hurting people for 20 years. He shares practical advice for everything from how to connect with people, how to face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn just what it means to be well. But what's really cool about his show is you can even leave a voicemail or send an email and he'll address your topic or question about mental or emotional help on the show. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney show is here for you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on the website. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I really need to get something off my chest. Being a mom of a three-year-old boy is really freaking hard and sometimes it has me questioning my sanity. But then he'll grab my face and call me his sweet little mama. Yes, that's a real thing he says. (laughs) And it will all melt away until I break his banana. I thought I was done with emotionally abusive relationships, but nope. We all carry around stressors, big and small. And when we keep them all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For me, just talking things through is hugely helpful, but it's so hard finding friends and family that are unbiased or non-judgmental. And therapy isn't just about dealing with major trauma, you know? It's about learning healthy coping mechanisms, setting boundaries, becoming the best version of yourself. And BetterHelp makes it super convenient, too. Everything's done online so you can fit therapy sessions around your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com mindlove today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot mindlove. Which types of things are the easiest or not so the easiest, what's possible to change through hypnosis and what isn't? So it's hard to say what's possible because honestly, we don't really know the limits. So it's actually easier to say what's not possible. And we talked about some of that already. What's not possible is to get people to, if you've ever seen like the movie, like the Manchurian Candidate, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible to essentially hypnotize someone into becoming like an assassin or something like that. Governments You're like, I've no, I've tried. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I've tried. You can get people to do some interesting things, but essentially hypnotizing them without their knowledge, against their will, and to get them to do something that morally they wouldn't want to do, from what I can tell and the research I've seen and stuff is basically impossible. But that being said, there's lots of possibilities. So anything like a traditional kind of psychiatrist or psychotherapist would do And I want to be very, very clear to people. Those professions are wonderful. They serve lots of people. Hypnosis is an additional kind of tool or a different sort of way of helping people with problems. So if you have anxiety, depression, if you've got a fear of like snakes or something like that, if you want to change a particular behavior, like a bad habit, like smoking, or you want to eat better, or you want to improve something about yourself, hypnosis works very, very well in those kinds of scenarios. And my favorite thing to do is to help someone who's already good at something in their life and make them really great at it. Because as I said before, hypnosis, if you're using it correctly, can make it so that you have more consistent results with the kinds of things in your life. So if you were the kind of person and you said, I'm a good salesperson, but I really want to sell like really, really well, you can use certain hypnotic techniques in order for you to be a better salesperson and it will just feel natural and easy. 
and stuff like that. So there's lots and lots of things you can improve and lots of things you can kind of solve with hypnosis. If anyone's ever seen guys like Tony Robbins out there, I uh, highly recommend if you haven't, he'll take a thousand people in a room and help them sort of see the possibilities of their life. And then many, many of those people go on to change their life. And I do all kinds of work from just helping someone with sort of a more therapeutic problem to coaching executives to help them kind of run their businesses better. So basically the entirety of human experience is kind of open to you. There's only very few things you can't do. So what has been the most either rewarding or inspiring case where you've really helped someone make a major transformation in their life? So I have this client actually right now. It's a good question. I always think about him when I, I think about the things that really get me up in the morning is really helping someone to kind of change their life around. And this gentleman, he came to me, he had recently gotten out of prison. He had been a drug addict. He was homeless before that. And he didn't even actually come to me himself. His mother came to me and said, I need you to help my son. And he has since transformed his life. He's now the marketing director for a huge company. He's actually just this month getting his own place again. And he's sort of rebooting his entire life. And we worked together over a period of time. It's been life-changing even for me just to watch him grow and change and get these kinds of skills and get these kinds of mindsets that he needs in order to be a productive, happy, wonderful member of our society. Yes, but also for him to watch him grow kind of internally so that he believes in himself. He knows that he can do more. He can kind of direct the change now that's happening in his life. And he's now asking, hey, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? And I say, yeah, absolutely. Let's do what we can, right? So it's always been kind of inspire me to watch people that look like they have no hope in order to see them kind of grow into the heroes essentially of their own lives. So a lot of times when parents or family members reach out to somebody else and they say, hey, help my kid or help my family member, that mm -hmm. family member isn't always willing. So did it happen to be at a time where this kid was also ready for change? This particular one, yes. He was still in a pretty uh, kind of hairy situation with some stuff going on. But uh, I often get referred to people who are skeptical, to say the least. Some are, are even reluctant to get my help. I had this one gentleman, his daughter actually called. He had end-stage renal failure. So that means his kidneys essentially had failed. And he was on dialysis several days a week. I think it was almost every day. And his daughter called and said, my father is having problems. He's on very, very strict instructions to only drink a certain amount of water every day, only eat a certain amount every day. And he's a bit overweight and he wants to listen to his doctors, but he can't. He's just, he's just having a problem. Can you help him? And I said, yeah, sure. Bring him in. Right. So she brought him in and he had no idea he was even coming to see me. <laughs> so that was an interesting experience. He's like, so who are you? Why am I here? And I'm like, oh, your daughter didn't tell you. He's like, no, I didn't even know what I'm here for. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm a hypnotist and I'm, your daughter told me certain things are going on and that you might be interested in getting some help. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not that interested. And so I go, well, you know what? We're here. I've got the time. Why don't I just talk to you for a few minutes and we'll see. I'll let you know if I can help you. And if you don't want my help, you're free to leave. And so about 20 minutes in, he told me he was super thirsty. And I was like, oh, you can have water if you want. Like, I'll go get you a glass. And he's like, no, I'm under strict orders. And I went, oh yeah, I forgot. And I go, would you like me to solve that for you? And he goes, what do you mean? He's, I'm like, well, I can help you to not be thirsty until you actually need the water. And so you can have the prescribed amount of water 
and everything else. And your body can do that. He's like, you can do that? I'm like, yeah, we can do that, right? And I remember putting my glass of water, because I was drinking water, which, is, which made him thirsty, poor guy, because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I put my glass of water and I go, are you thirsty? And he goes, yeah. And I took my glass of water and I put it behind me. And I go, how much less thirsty are you right now? He's actually, he goes, actually a little bit less thirsty. And I'm like, great, then we can change this for you. I used a little hypnosis with him. And all of a sudden, he could look at my glass of water. He could watch me drink it. He just didn't feel thirsty anymore. And it was something where he got to see something amazing that he didn't even know was possible for himself. And that's when people tend to go from sort of reluctant or, or uh, skeptical into wow, okay, this is something that really can work for me in my life. It can change and help me. And he went from completely skeptical, not even wanting to be there to, okay, I need to do a lot more with you. He actually saw me then for several weeks and we did all kinds of wonderful things for him. We helped him with the water, of course, was the first kind of thing. Then we helped him with his eating. Then we helped him with his kind of job situation and just sort of his life as well. And by the end, he felt amazing. I don't know if I have it on my website now, but he's got a little testimonial on there. And just an amazing guy that just needed a little bit of help. So what is actually happening, though, in this hypnosis session? I know that some of the requirements are to put somebody in a relaxed state of mind. And a lot of us have seen things on TV, maybe where people are snapping their fingers or dangling mm -hmm. a pendulum, and, and all of a sudden the person goes under. So what is the process of getting somebody to a state where their mind is primed to kind of break through the conscious and access the subconscious? Funny you should ask because I'm actually teaching a class on this as we speak <laughs> and I'm taking a break to speak to you. So there's three real things you need to do any hypnosis. And you mentioned a couple things like snapping your fingers and having people relax and everything else. And it's a misconception that that's actually required. It's useful. It's kind of expected by people. So it's sort of nice to go with some of those expectations sometimes, <laughs> but it's not required. You can simply be speaking to someone like this, like we're doing right now in a conversation. I've had many occasions where I'm working with a client. I work in a lot of sort of business kind of situations. Like I'm working with, say, like an executive team for a company. And I can't use a lot of the traditional kind of hypnosis kind of things that people expect, where it's like close your eyes and take a deep breath and here, let me wave this pocket watch in front of you. It doesn't fly in that particular kind of environment. So I need to use conversation in order to get people to think in the right ways in order to get the kind of change that they're looking for. So the three real things you need to hypnotize anyone, and all hypnotic techniques are based on this, is three simple things. All I need is attention, meaning I need you to pay attention to me in a specific way. And there's lots and lots of ways to do that. Then I need to bypass your critical factor, meaning that thing that we talked about before, the part of your mind that lets in information or blocks it. I can offer you vegan chocolate and you're like, hmm, I'm interested. Hmm. <laughs> right? Mouth watering. <laughs> mouth watering, right? And that mouth watering is the third step. It's to stimulate the unconscious mind to do something for us. And we can do a simple experiment right now. Would that be useful? Yes. Right? So I'd like everyone to pay attention to this. This has hypnotic effects, but it's not hypnotic or anything like that. So you can still be paying attention to kind of other things, but it does kind of help you if you do pay attention. Okay. So I want everyone to just imagine a big, juicy lemon and hold that lemon, that virtual lemon that you're thinking about in your hands. And then take a knife and just cut it in half. 
And so you can kind of see that big juicy lemon and it's got the lemon juice in there. And you know what that tastes like, right? Imagine taking that lemon and it's just this lemon you've just cut in half and you're holding it in your hand and begin to bring it towards your mouth. And you might feel that sense of like saliva kind of coming in. And imagine putting it in your mouth, right? And chewing on it and feeling all those juices kind of go over your mouth and the rind and all that stuff. And it's just in there, right? Now, let me ask you, Melissa, what did you feel when we just did that? I definitely felt my tongue almost like, I don't know how to explain that sensation, but it's almost like it's tensing up, like expecting something sour. (laughs) It's expecting that sour, right? Yeah. That's a unconscious effect, right? If you thought about it, like, okay, please tongue, make more saliva, make that tingly thing. It's all but impossible. But because we went a different way, kind of around your conscious thinking, we went to your unconscious thinking where we went, we said, just imagine a lemon, right? It's like, and your mind doesn't quite know what, where I'm going with this yet, but it goes, oh, okay, I can imagine a lemon. And then it starts to do the unconscious things that the lemon, if it was in real life, would have on your body. And in this case, you know, it's kind of creating that tingly sort of extra saliva and kind of tingly feeling on your tongue. And that's a hypnotic effect. It's an unconscious effect. And so using hypnosis, you get someone's attention. Like I said, okay, let's just imagine something. That's your attention. I'm bypassing your critical factor. I'm just saying, let's just imagine a lemon. We're not going to do anything weird or anything like that. So that critical factor went, oh, okay, I can trust this for a second. I'll still kind of monitor, but you know, let's see where he's going with this. And then lastly, I said, you know, cut it in half, stick it in your mouth, right? Imagine that. And then people listening to this will be like, oh yeah, I totally felt that, right? And if you didn't feel that, by the way, doesn't mean that you can't be hypnotized or anything like that. It just means that go back, listen to it again and try it out for yourself, right? Because maybe you just needed to know that nothing bad was going to happen. I don't know, right? <laughs> but now we've stimulated an unconscious process. And as a hypnotist, there's hundreds, if not thousands of hypnotic processes that we go through every day, all the time. I tell people, we just don't call them hypnosis. I tell people all the time, you're going through this. Sleep is a hypnotic process. As you're going to sleep, you're in a kind of a hypnotic state. And then when you are asleep, you're dreaming. That's a very deep hypnotic state. As you're kind of coming out, that sort of groggy, kind of like morning wake up, like, where am I sort of feeling? Is your kind of consciousness is sort of booting back up. That's another hypnotic state. And we have hypnotic effects happen to us all the time. If you're driving home from work and you're halfway home and you're at a light and you're like, how did I even get to this light? (laughs) What the heck, right? Happens to me all the time. Your unconscious was driving for you and you were consciously thinking about all kinds of other things. There's other hypnotic effects. Like if you're ever in a a noisy restaurant and you hear all kinds of people talking as you're walking in and yet you sit down with the person you're eating with and it's like the room just kind of dims the volume down. And you can pay attention perfectly well to the person that's sitting across from you. Yes, of course, because they're a little bit louder because they're right next to you. But also, your brain actually knows how to filter out sounds that aren't relevant to the conversation that you're having. These are all hypnotic effects. Another fun one is this happens in good and bad ways, right? You sit down in front of your computer. Four hours later, you've watched a thousand YouTube cat videos. You're like, where'd the time go? (laughs) Or the better way of like, you sit down and you're so productive, you forget to eat lunch, Mm. right? These are wonderful things that can happen to you. Of course, please go eat lunch, right? But I've had those kinds of things where it's like, man, I was just super focused. Athletes call it like being in the zone. It's almost like 
they don't exist anymore. They just are the thing that they're doing. It's a very wonderful thing that the human mind can get into as a particular state. So with hypnosis, we can do all kinds of wonderful things with this. And that's kind of the three steps is that you're using your attention right. You're bypassing that sort of left-brained kind of critical factor. And then you're using and stimulating your unconscious in the right way to do something or to get a change that you're looking for. I'm constantly sharing with my clients to stop searching in life and instead start aligning. It's true with purpose, with relationships, with higher versions of yourself, and it's also true for hiring. The best way to search is actually just to match with Indeed. Indeed is your one-stop hiring platform with millions of job seekers visiting every month, and their powerful matching engine helps you find quality candidates fast. Plus, Indeed lets you schedule interviews, screen applicants, and message candidates all in one place. But Indeed isn't just about speed. They also deliver quality. According to a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. I love Indeed because it makes hiring so much easier. I'm all about alignment in all areas of my life, and that includes people I hire to work in my business. So I need a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills. And that's Indeed. And what's really cool is Indeed's matching engine gets smarter the more you use it, learning from your preferences and over 140 million qualifications. Plus, I love that I can do all my hiring in one place. It's just one less thing to keep track of between all of the other things. So join over 3.5 million businesses worldwide who rely on Indeed to find great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash mindlove. Just go to Indeed.com slash mindlove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash mindlove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. It's a zero-sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs, all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. Yeah, that state you mentioned that athletes talk about, I 
used to experience all the time when I was playing the piano regularly and it was just like time disappeared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like flow state is basically a hypnotic state and we can either have these hypnotic states run our lives without really getting control over it, or we can start to get a handle on our subconscious processes. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So I'm curious then, because this is such a process and a lot of it is learning how to bypass our conscious mind, are there ways that we can use these techniques on ourselves? Absolutely. So number one, you already are. Mm. And if you're ever having a problem in your life, I tell people that they are geniuses because it takes a genius to keep a problem around. If you think about it, you actually solve more problems in your life than you really kind of have conscious awareness of. Take, for example, like if you're driving to work and the road is closed because they're doing construction on it or something like that, right? It happens in LA all the time. And you just go, oh, I need to figure out a way around this particular street closure to get to get to work, for instance, right? And if you're in the right kind of state of mind, you've solved that as a problem. Versus like if you're the kind of person where you see the road closure and you're like, oh no, my whole life is ruined, right? Like most people don't do that. It can happen, but most people don't think of their whole life being ruined just because a road was closed. You know what I mean? Yes. So we solve all kinds of problems all the time using hypnotic tools, hypnotic effects. And we keep problems around doing the same thing. If you keep a problem around, it means that like you've essentially created a boundary around sort of a certain number of things you've tried. And this will sound familiar to a lot of people. When you don't have a problem and you see someone else that has a problem that you've solved, for instance, right? It's really easy for you to see the solution. You're like, oh, just try this or just do this. Yeah. And being the good, wonderful people we are, we try to give people advice. And we're like, hey, if you just did this thing, it'll totally solve your problem. And let me ask you, how often does that kind of thing work? Pretty rarely. (laughs) People often aren't ready to hear the solutions. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's not that they aren't ready or they aren't smart enough or they aren't capable enough. It's just that a hypnotic effect is happening to them. And it's not happening to you. You can see the solution. And you'll hear people say this. They'll say, I've tried everything. And you know that's not true because you're like, if you just tried this one thing, it would solve it for you. I guarantee it. Now, I have to remember this all the time. And my job as a hypnotist is not to give advice to people. It's to help them to reason with their unconscious essentially well enough that they no longer have the problem. So I imagine it like this. There's this old kind of story. Imagine it's late at night. It's pitch black. And there's this drunk guy. And he's stumbling around in this light pole. And you see him and he's, he looks like he's looking for something. And, and as you walk up, you're like, oh, I wonder what's going on, right? So you ask this guy and you're like, you can kind of tell he's a little out of sorts and, and stuff. And he's exasperated and you can smell the alcohol in his breath. And you're like, hey, hey, buddy, you all right? What's up? And he goes, well, you know, I lost my keys. And you go, being the nice person you are, you go help him look for his keys. So you're, you're kind of looking and, and going like, oh, I don't know, I just don't see him here. And you go, let's kind of retrace your stuff. Let's see, maybe they're not quite here. Maybe we, maybe we lost them. He comes like, just tell me about where you were before you got here. And he goes, well, I was at that bar down the alley. And then I stumbled out and I heard this clinking sound. And so I came over here to look for my keys. Now you can see the problem with this story, right? Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> you and I can tell that the keys probably aren't under the light. They're probably in the alley where he heard the clank. 
And so you go, dude, just go to the clank. And the guy's like, what? No, that's not good. You go, well, why are you looking for your keys over here? And the guy goes, well, the light's better over here. <laughs> and that's how people are about solving a particular problem. They think they need to have a particular set of solutions or a particular set of resources, essentially, that they can use. Whereas, you know, it's just not going to be found there. And so when you're in the middle of that problem, it feels very real. It feels very frustrating because you can't solve that problem. But that's what makes you a genius is that you've essentially unknowingly kind of built this sort of boundary. And you said, I will only look under the spotlight. But when someone else goes, oh, let me just think about this a little logically because I don't have your problem. They go, look, the solution's right here. So if you use hypnosis correctly, you can say, what am I not thinking of? What haven't I experienced that will help me to solve this problem for myself? You can do that in lots of different ways, but essentially that's the core of what self-hypnosis is about, is essentially getting out of your comfort zone of your own experiences long enough to see possibilities and then to integrate them back into sort of who you are and then problems just essentially disappear. Yeah, it's like really getting clear and finding our way around our own mindset blocks. We talk a lot about mindset blocks here on Mind Love and limiting yeah. beliefs and all of that. So I can clearly see the way that we would be able to use these techniques to get around our own blocks if we're just self-hypnotizing. But I do know that often people see a hypnotist to make a change to something very tangible or tactical like nail biting or quitting smoking. So is it possible to use these techniques on ourselves with one of these more practical or less elusive <laughs> types of changes? Yes, it totally is. And you can utilize a hypnotist or someone that can help you that's external to you, or you can do it for yourself. And there are lots of ways to do that, of course. But essentially, what you can do is take yourself or have someone help you kind of take you through a process. And one of the best ways to do something like that is to imagine yourself as the kind of person who doesn't have that problem anymore. So if we take nail biting as an example, if you imagine yourself with one minor difference that you don't bite your nails, you see yourself right in front of you. People can do this right now. They can close their eyes and relax and just see themselves as the kind of person who doesn't bite their nails anymore. And whatever qualities that sort of better you, that best you has, I want you to let you in on a little secret. Because you can already imagine that person, you already have that inside of you. That person is you. Even if you can't imagine that person, but you could imagine someone else that doesn't bite their nails, for instance. That's still within you. That's a representation of that person within you, which also still means that you're capable of that. Now, just because you haven't done it yet means nothing. What you can do now is while you're imagining that person that you are, that you will become, that doesn't bite their nails, that feels good, proud of the fact that they have good, clean, pretty nails that don't have hangnails and aren't all bitten up. You can even look at that person's nails and see it. Go like, wow, you know, that's really nice. You can look at their face and notice how happy they feel. And then 
you can imagine that person stepping inside of your body so that all of their abilities become yours. So whether that's the other person that you're kind of using as sort of a model or that you that the only difference was they didn't bite their nails, they get to become you are becoming now the kind of person who doesn't bite their nails. And now that you become that person, the impulse is gone, the desire is no longer there. And in whatever scenarios you used to bite your nails, like if you were nervous or worried or bored, you wanted something in those kinds of scenarios. You maybe needed to feel calm or to feel relaxed or to be focused. And whatever it is for you, you can feel a lot more of that now. And realize that because you're feeling that, that means you don't need to bite your nails anymore. That means you can still deal with those kinds of scenarios in your life in a better way, in a healthier way, in a way that makes you that kind of person. And then for those of you who are finished, just open your eyes and look down at your nails, knowing that you probably need to go buy some nail clippers. <laughs> I can totally see what you mean by that hypnotic state, though. Yeah, our session last week it gave me so much to think about. And one of the biggest things that I really got from it was that what I realized when I'm really trying to change my current state, first, I need to get a really clear picture on the reality that I want to step into. Mm -hmm. And that was the most helpful part of hypnosis for me was it's like when I try to create it on my own, sometimes it's like I'm talking myself out of it in different yeah. ways or my fears will pop up at the same time. But to have a steady stream of voice of somebody who has gotten to know me well enough to know what my desires are with that, what my fears are, and then just kind of walks through that, it's like I'm shedding layers at the same time. After a session like that, what are the best ways to support the hypnosis session through your own actions on your own afterward? Yeah, so that's actually a really great question. And it's kind of different for everybody. So let's say someone kind of followed along with what we just talked about. And they used to bite their nails. And now they're like, okay, well, now I'm the kind of person who doesn't bite their nails. So what should I be doing? Right? Well, sometimes there's physical reality kind of things you need to do. Like if you don't have nail clippers and you don't want to bite your nails, go get nail clippers, right? Your environment actually matters for the change to be successful. And for many people, like smokers, for instance, when I work with them, I help them become non-smokers. And that's a critical distinction. They're not quitting smoking. They're becoming non-smokers. That's who they are now. And when that happens, all your behaviors change. All of your beliefs about yourself change. All of the kinds of things that you used to do are different. And so Sometimes that means you got to go clean out the ashtray and put it away because you're just no longer a smoker anymore, right? Sometimes that means you need to throw away cigarettes or something like that. But the things that you can do to sort of support yourself in making, whether a small change or a large one, kind of doesn't really matter, is to make sure that your environment that you're living in begins to match the internal environment that you want to be, to have. And that is one of the easiest and sort of best ways to support yourself going forward. So if someone came to me and said, I want to focus on my work. And I said, okay, 
what kind of focus are you talking about? They're like, well, I'd love to just really get through my work without distraction. Oftentimes I'll ask them, okay, what in your environment is distracting you? And they'll say, well, you know, I have all these alarms set on my phone and they, it's constantly going off and people are texting me all day. And, and I know I probably shouldn't be answering them, but I do. And then kind of my day gets thrown off or this actually happened to me. I would walk around my house. I often work from home. So like I'm in my office and I'll go down to get a glass of water, for instance. And I'll see something like a little toy my son has left on the on the floor. And being a responsible parent, I pick it up so I don't trip on it. And that the house is a little bit cleaner. And that takes 30 seconds. No big deal, right? But I used to have this thing where I would see that one thing. And then I'd see the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And before I knew it, an hour and a half went by. And the house is a little cleaner. And that's nice. But I didn't get any work done. <laughs> and so I went, okay here's what I need to do for me, right? So I did a little self-hypnosis and went, I want to be the kind of person who just doesn't do that anymore, right? So who's that going to be? Well, I'm going to be very focused. And so I helped myself do that. And then what I said was, well, if I'm that kind of focused person, what does that kind of focused person do? Well, that means that I'm going to have my water with me already. So now I have like this gallon jug that I drink from sitting on my desk because no one else sees it on the computer, you know? And I drink all my water or whatever else, and I don't have to kind of leave my office and go downstairs. Other times, I've actually chosen, my son will often have you know, other kids over and stuff like that, and they're playing, and that's a wonderful thing. And I want him to enjoy his life. So I have an office nearby that's a few minutes away that I can go to and just work in there. So I've created also the external environment to support the internal changes, essentially, that I've already made. It's one way that people can do that. But I can tell you this, if you're doing hypnosis well, if you're making those kinds of right changes, a lot of that just feels very natural, very easy. It just sort of happens and it'll feel like that's just the way life is now. So it won't feel like you're doing a lot of changes or a lot of work to support it. You'll just be doing it. Well, thank you so much for all of the wisdom that you shared. I feel like I have a steady process to work forward with my own hypnosis sessions along with the session that we did. So for the people that are looking for a more guided experience or to work with somebody to help support the changes that they're making on their own, where is the best place for them to connect with you? I would say come to my website. It's at ochypno.com. People can come talk to me, email me, call me whatever you need to do, but I'm very contactable. I speak like this all the time. I'm teaching a class right now. So I also teach this to other hypnotists and, and things like that. If you're ever interested in kind of getting a change for yourself, I'd be happy to help you. From this episode, we'll be at mindlove.com slash 108. So I have known Joe for a while now, and every time I meet him, we get into these deep conversations because I find hypnosis to just be so fascinating. And really what I do, working with limiting beliefs and, I don't know, trying to be my best self, is a lot of what he does too. We just do it in slightly different ways. Well, meditation is one of these forms of hypnosis or a hypnotic state, which is why it can be so powerful to do a guided meditation or a visualization meditation. Well, there's another little trick he taught me that I've been using, and I wanted to pass it on to you guys to see if it would be helpful to you too. And I know that it's valid because a similar technique, but explained in a slightly different way, a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. 
While this technique involves using some sort of physical representation during this relaxed state of mind. So the way Joe taught me was while he was bringing me through this guided visualization in a relaxed state of mind, he had me envisioning my best self, the person that no longer had the issue that we were currently working on in the session. When I got there, all of a sudden, I would make myself feel the feelings of being that person as strongly as possible and then do something physical that could anchor that in. And it's as simple, and it should be simple, as maybe pressing your thumb and your forefinger together. Or And you can use different fingers for different triggers. It could be something else, like rubbing your earlobe. Whatever you find easy, maybe discreet is important to you. Something that you can do, that you feel then the moment that I would get to that heightened state, well, I used pressing my finger to my thumb together, then all of a sudden he would ask me a question that had nothing to do with this, almost to wipe the slate clean. Like, what was the model of your first car? Then he had me do this again, get super excited and feel the energy of maybe it's having money or maybe it's not being distracted or maybe it's finally following through with all your goals. Get those feelings to where you can feel it tingling in your body. Use your trigger or your anchor and then wipe the slate clean and do that a few times. And then later on in your day, when you want to summon that best self person with whatever she was trying to release, you do that and it can alter your state of mind to become that person. James Clear used this anchoring technique in Atomic Habits in a slightly different way, but it was still just as powerful. But I'm not gonna get into it right now, although I do recommend the book, because he is a future guest. So he's already on the calendar and we'll be getting into all of that later on. So I wanna know from you what you are going to hypnotize yourself to become. Are you going to release a bad habit? Are you going to focus better or get into a deep state of concentration? Share with me on Instagram at mindlovemelissa. If you know of somebody else who could really use this episode, please send it to them. And if you're just resonating with it altogether, you think it's awesome, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag mindlovemelissa and mindlovepodcast. The holidays are coming up. I think that it's super healthy for us all to get in a relaxed state of mind as possible (laughs) right before the holidays. So as always, thanks for giving your mind a little love today and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into Your Higher Frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week.